0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Control 4 Podcast, episode 161. Benjamin Yoder here today to talk to you about video games. And actually, hey, let's start with a little anime thing. It's been a while since we started with some anime. Not any anime I've been watching, though. Uh, the, the only news story that showed up this week that I had anything to say, anything about, and I kind of already talked about this, but but there's, there's a little bit of an update on it, is uh, The World Ends With You, uh, anime. If you didn't see, there's going to be... A I don't know how long the series is gonna be, but it's a a TV anime series, I believe, uh, for The World Ends With You. And so at Anime Expo Light, they put out a, a trailer for it. And, you know, obviously with being a promotional trailer, they want it to be you know, as good looking as it can be. So so, you know, it's 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 some really nice and clean looking animation. But I think I think the anime looks really good, honestly, from what they've shown so far. I think that really matches the game's style. Um, and, and I like even like some of the 3d models for the background, uh, uh, for the background characters, I think works really well. So I was actually very impressed by it. And I, and I think I mentioned this on a, on a, uh, stream already when it comes to the world ends with you, you know, I think the original game came out like in the late two thousands and it's been, you know, people liked it when it came out, but there hasn't really been a sequel or anything. There was that iOS port that had like additional content on it. Um, But they they've been doing some ports since then. And I think generally the problem with that game is that it was just so built for the DS that every time they try to repurpose it for another console, it's always going to lose something. Uh, I'm not sure if they're really adding anything to the gameplay to to kind of add back in. Um, I'm not sure. It's like a, a phrase I always think about when it comes to like localizers, where where they're like, "Hey, when you're translating a game, you know something's going to be lost, so so you want to try to add something back in to make up for for it being lost." Um, whether this is you know the right way to localize something or not is is another thing. But I think this, I think the general logic is sound that. You know, not everything's going to translate from Japanese, so you have to add some stuff back in that isn't in the Japanese version to kind of help round out the package uh, a bit more in terms of, you know, the writing and everything. Anyways, that's that's just where I kind of get the idea from, but like from a gameplay mechanics standpoint, I feel like those games probably, um, at least from what I hear... Uh, Need to need to find different ways to work uh, in in an interesting way because the problem with the DS game is that it it, it uses the the touch screen plus the buttons plus the dual screen aspect of the system, you know, so much that 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 game is really built for that. So you know, again, I haven't played the iOS port and Switch port, so I'm just saying this based off what I've heard about those those ports. I cannot speak definitively on them. Uh, but I think doing an anime is like a really cool way to, to adapt that series without just trying to do another port. I think if it was just like, hey, we're bringing it to PS4 or something, then then that would have been, you know, whatever in terms of, of news. But I think it being an anime series, I think that that makes it kind of interesting. So maybe someday we'll get an actual sequel in some way to that to that game. I don't have a lot of hope, though. Uh, I don't know how well it really even sold originally on the DS. I think it's like kind of a cult. Favorite, but I don't think it's um I don't think it's something that is that sold a ton a ton of units back then. I don't think the DS had any kind of like uh, best of line or anything like that. Uh, at least from like Square Enix specifically, I, I, Nintendo Nintendo might have done some stuff. I know Konami had the best line or something like that, but I, I feel like I don't remember there being any player's choice games for the Nintendo DS. But maybe I'm misremembering. Maybe I'm completely. <laughs> missing uh, a huge chunk of our So that's pretty much the only news story I had anything to say about this week. Everything else didn't really jump out at me. Maybe I'm missing something big, but... You know, just because this is maybe a big news story to the industry doesn't necessarily mean uh, it's something I, I want to talk about. Although, I'm not sure when that Xbox event is supposed to happen. I know they're talking about showing off at least Halo this month. I assume they're going to show off other first-party games, too, at that uh, that next uh, live stream event that they do. But I, I haven't seen if they put a date on that yet. So, speaking of Microsoft, though, one thing I did do was I played Halo 3. <laughs> <laughs> which uh it was something that um you know after we finished Alien Swarm we we're looking for our next multiplayer game and and the two of the people in that group were like hey we just finished Halo 2 and we wouldn't mind playing through Halo 3 and Halo 3 has four player multiplayer so yeah I actually just so happened to have a copy of Halo 3 Um, I also picked up Halo 3 ODST a while ago. I don't really have any interest in Halo 3 that much, to be honest, but I do have an interest in Halo 3 ODST specifically. So I I did go ahead and decide to play through Halo 3 with them, and then eventually we'll get to Halo 3 ODST Um, but I kind of forgot like how chaotic that game is when it comes to cooperative, just like the physics in that game, when it comes to the vehicles and, and the friendly fire between, you know, (laughs) teammates and stuff makes that game very hectic in a way. It's very easy to accidentally kill your, your partners. I pretty much immediately accidentally threw a sticky grenade on someone's head in my party and they blew up. (laughs) So we're playing with three people and I think that makes it a little easy to kind of like, you know, go through it without too much trouble. We're on heroic as well in terms of difficulty um they were saying we were already halfway through the game i I don't know if that's the case we only played two and a half hours and that seems pretty short i checked how long to be and they said it's about nine hours to get through that game so so two and a half hours does not seem very halfway through the game on that but we'll see maybe because we're doing three people uh and we're 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 progressing quickly enough that it's that it's going to be shorter but i i have the feeling that we have quite a bit more game ahead of us when it comes to halo 3 and then eventually we'll get to halo 3 odst i also picked up lost planet 2 they said they were interested in checking. That out, so I went ahead and picked that up as well because that's been something I've been meaning to get for a long time as well. So Halo 3 happened. It is a video game. Uh, in terms of solo play, though, uh, I did go ahead and pick up that record of Lotus War uh G- Castlevania clone. I think it's called like D Deed- in Wonder Labyrinth or something like that. It's 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 very Castlevania is simply the nightish in terms of aesthetics uh, and it is very much trying to be a Metroidvania and and you know it, it is very much trying to replicate that that game in terms of like how it looks just down to like how the character looks how how when they move they leave that like after shadow effect and everything um, but this isn't a complete game at this point it's basically like a or I guess early access game um, which I haven't really played too many early access games that are like games that are eventually going to have a start to finish. Like I played player unknown battlegrounds when that came out. And then, uh, that might be the only early access game I've really put my, my fingers in. So having this like weird, uh, like almost like proof of concept prototype, Uh, early access game to me was was a little bit a bit of a different experience it reminds me a lot of playing shareware games back in the day so if you don't know uh, basically they released this thing with one one area of the game in place with like uh, two boss fights a mini boss in between or in the middle of the stage and then like a a final boss at the end of the demo and then more recently they reached they released the second stage of the game as well Um, so I just went straight from stage one to stage two without you know any kind of down down period or anything like that Um, And, and it's kind of interesting because it reminds me a lot of playing shareware games back in the day where you kind of can see this, this vision of a bigger game, um, but it it is all confined within these particular elements of the game that are done. Or in the case of shareware, are accessible to you. So there's like a ton of weapons and everything. Um, and, and a lot of like power-ups you're getting and things like that that are, you know, serving one particular purpose, but have more long-term uses, you know, throughout the game itself. And so it's kind of kind of interesting to see this broad spectrum of, of things you can do uh, in terms of, you know, weapons and things like that. And then also have this very short game where you really can't you really can't spend much time with them. So you just kinda like poke around with them and things like that. So so it was pretty fun. I think what was most impressive to me um was that it it feels kind of unique. Like it it looks like it's gonna be like, hey, we're gonna copy paste into the night as much as possible. Um, But but when it comes down to like the play mechanics uh, it feels like a a very different character. Um, there's a lot of different moves that are that are not typical for a Castlevania character, at least not as a standard move. Obviously, there's a lot of like souls and stuff in Castlevania games, so so it could be different, but. But like the, uh, I don't know her name, maybe her name's Deedlet. It says Deedlet in Wonderland. I don't know anything about Record of Lotus War, by the way. <laughs> um, but the main main girl, uh, you don't get a double jump initially, you just get like a weird hover jump. So you can kind of like hover around. And as long as you're like a certain distance from the ground, you can kind of push yourself up until you get to a certain height. Um, so you, like, you can't go up to an area where like there's a double jump, but you can kind of float around and float over things uh, if, it's, if it's with this particular height of the ground. Um, so, so that was kind of interesting because you can use that in combat as well, where you can kind of like hover over enemies and they let you like kind of stab down. Uh, there's like a, not really eight way directional attacks in this game, or at least th- there is like an eight way directional attack. We have to be like in the air to make full use of it. If you're on the ground, you can't like stab down, down in the ground or something like that. Uh, it's very super Castlevania four in in that way. Uh, but without like the d- enormous whip that super Castlevania four has, <laughs> Um, so you can kind of like stab around and stuff. Um, so it, it makes it kind of pretty flexible in a way that even like Bloodstained or, or the later uh, Metroidvania Castlevanias were aware. Those games you can kind of, you know, adjust how you're attacking in front of you. Uh, but, but it's not like every weapon allows you to like stab upward or something like that. Um, so it gave you a lot of flexibility and movement they do in the act two, they did add a double jump. Um, and then they have the very like Ikaruga kind of uh, element where you can kind of switch between two different statuses. One is like this little, I don't know, like a wind status, I guess is probably the more appropriate word. Uh, I was about to say light, but it, but it's more like a wind thing. Um, so you can kind of, like, walk through wind attacks without taking any damage, and then you can switch to, like, a fire version as well, which re- you can't float around with the fire one, but I think your your attacks have, like, a flame element added to it, so you can burn things, um, and as you kill things in one state, it gives points to the other state, and you can, like, level up those states to be up to level three, like a temporary level up, so if you take damage that that, like... You will level down, so it's it's something you're like constantly managing, not like a not like a level up stat you're actually getting permanently, um, and and it it works pretty well. I I will say that 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 kind of like implementing an Ikaruga element into your game is something that feels very like 2008 ish, 2010 ish, but I think it works well in this particular case, and and the weapons of the game feel very uh very in line with with what you're seeing with like Cynthia the Knight and an area of sorrow and things like that so i think it's it's a really neat game overall oh there's also like this bow aspect so you always have a bow accessible to you i'd say the bow has not been particularly useful in combat so much it is like a free attack if you want to use it uh at a range so so there's no reason to kind of not use it other than you have to like aim it and aiming it feels very um I want to say cumbersome is the right word but like it's 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 not something you can just like easily like shoot upwards you have to like pull the bow and then like tilt it up and then fire upwards so it's not something that's like super flexible in combat other than kind of shooting forward although you can like tilt the bow up and then like keep spamming the arrow button to keep shooting in a direction so so you can make it work in combat um but it's also very much like a puzzle solving tool so you like a bounce an arrow around and and you'll hit different objects in the environment you'll cut a rope you'll like spin gears to open doors and things like that and I did like that the the um you know even though the puzzles were very straightforward in terms of like every single one is just like hey you're gonna bounce this arrow across the wall congratulations you're gonna do this again and again uh it does feel like there is a uh, precision that's necessary so sometimes you got to sit there and kind of like Just keep making adjustments and just keep shooting your arrow to just get it just right so you hit the rope kind of thing. And I I like that aspect of it that it just didn't feel like a free thing of you being like, oh, I need to use the arrow here and then just shooting the arrow and then you get it immediately. Sometimes it will take like, you know, four to five shots to, to actually line it up correctly and find the right angle to make something work. So I thought that was pretty cool. The only thing that I think I really was disappointed in the game with, and this isn't really a fault of the game or anything, um, well, it, it is kind of fault of the game in some ways. Um, but I, like I said earlier, I don't know anything about record of Lotus war. So when the, like every character is introduced as this girl being like, Oh, it's so and so and then there's like no introduction or no like lead up to what that character is or who they are um it is it it makes it so the characters just kind of come off as whatever i'm just like okay yeah sure that's a dude like i keep seeing this dude walking and she's like is it really who it is or or something and like or is that really who i think it is and you're like chasing it and and then like in the demo it doesn't really i don't think that really amounts to anything um but it just kind of I don't know, It just—it just, there's no real context ahead of time for somebody who hasn't, like, you know, uh, watched Record of Lotus War or something like that. Um, I don't think I ever will watch Record of Lotus War. But at the same time, I understand this is a part of a, a, a larger media product. So, obviously, I, I won't get that same uh, thing out of it. But I, I will say that I do think there's something about, you know, keeping in mind that this might be somebody's first entry point into the series and giving somebody enough information to work off of. Um, I feel like Little Witch Academia did not do a very good job of this when we played that. It like gave you like a like a 30-second cutscene about a character, but it didn't really always explain kind of what that character was or why they're important. I'm trying to think if there's any games that um that did this particularly well. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I can't think of a case though, where, where I, I would imagine for somebody else, it might be a problem and uh, a sort of online fatal bullet. There's this like callback to this character from, from the original sort of online anime series, uh, like one of the first episodes. And, and it's actually like this big plot point kind of thing. And I wonder if you've never watched sort of online, like how much that story would have come across, um, as like, Oh, this, this character is important because of this. Like they obviously explain what happens, um, well, maybe not obviously, but they, they do explain what happens to that character and, and everything. And like, oh, this is how, how this whole thing happened. And this is why it's shocking that she's here kind of thing. Um, but I, I, wonder if that, that part of the game would just be kind of completely lost on somebody who's never watched Sword Art Online or something like that. So anyways, Record of Lotus War, don't know anything about it. This game seems all right though. I don't think I'll keep playing it as the different acts come out. Uh, this is actually just like a great way for me, uh, one night to be like, hey, I know this game isn't complete. I know it takes like 40 minutes to get through one stage. So I'm going to sit down and (laughs) just do this for an hour and 20 minutes and be cool. Uh, Because, you know, something that if you've been listening lately, you probably know not a lot of actual gameplay been happening lately. So, so like being able to sit down and do that was, uh, was good. And, and like, I was hoping this weekend, so just kind of give you like a heads up of what's been going on, um, the, the PCFX podcast has taken quite a bit more work than I thought it would. Maybe I shouldn't be surprised. Um, but, but it is, it is taken longer. You know, I, I decided that I was going to add essentially an hour worth of video to this thing. So, so that's, that's happening. And by the way, PCFX podcast, not coming out till not coming out this week. I decided I, I, it's basically done Uh, but I want more time to make sure I release it right rather than like, you know, hastily trying to get it out on Tuesday. So I'm going to be pushing it off till I think uh, July 14th is the day, uh, the second, the second, uh, week of, of July. So, so that's when that will be coming up. Um, or the second... Second Tuesday of July, rather. Um, Obviously, we're in the second week of July right now, but Tuesday last week was the 30th, I believe. Anyways, so this was like a nice cool down from that at the very least. Uh, Still working on that podcast, but I have pretty much kind of did did most of the heavy lifting at this point. Uh, The other thing I did today was I decided to uh, pick up Shining Resonance again. And If you haven't been on this podcast for a while, uh, you'll know that I started playing Shining Resonance and I checked the, the date of my last save file nine months ago <laughs> and and through a variety of things ended up putting it on hold it was like i'm gonna get back to this and i'm gonna finish this um i think i maybe put like four five hours into it at the time um so i was like I, I need to get back to this and and it was like something a game that i really wanted to finish for a long time i think it's only like 20 hours so I was like this will be easy but as you can guess by me saying nine months ago, uh, was not very easy. I just kind of got other things in 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 place for it. So, so I did put a chunk of time into that today, and I think you know right now my my focus is still trying to get that PCFX podcast done. But I think when I finish the PCFX podcast. I am just going to go hard on Shining Resonance and trying to get that done, uh, just so I can beat a video game and feel good about it, um, <laughs> uh, beat a video game that I, that is, that has been sitting on my shelf for 30 billion years, so I went ahead and started that back up, um, I can't remember what I said about it initially, um, to be honest, I'll have to go back and listen to it at some point, uh, if I ever decide to do any sort of actual coverage of this thing, just to hear kind of what my thoughts were, I think a lot of it was around, like, a character, some of the, the extra content in the game, Uh, But what I really took away from picking it back up again, and I may have said this before the last time I talked about it, is, wow, there is a lot of dialogue in that game. (laughs) It's like... It is, it is like a desperate attempt to escape town every time you go back. It's like you go do a quest line. It takes like maybe 20 to 30 minutes to get through a quest line pretty easy. And, and most of the time I I can't remember if there's a fast travel system. It's, it's not a big world so far. Um, so it's very easy to kind of walk back and I I need to level up too. I've actually kind of a few levels behind. I'm not really sure how that happened, but I'm about, uh, I'm kind of trying to level out my characters with some of the bosses, uh, that I've been facing and, or at least getting close to them. And um, so so it's like 20, 30 minutes of combat. Then you go back to town and it's like, an hour and 30 minutes of dating, uh, starting cutscenes with random people for random bits of dialogue, and, like, every day you date somebody, you have to, like, you have to, like, reset the date of the next day, and then sometimes more dialogue pops up. So it's, like, you go, you talk about, talk to everybody for all the dialogue that day, you go on, well, it's not really a date, uh, you, you kind of spend some nighttime time with, uh, with some of the characters, so you have, like, I think it's, like, six to eight characters, something like that. So you go, and you would be, like, oh, you want to hang out tonight? And they're, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I want to hang out tonight. So you go back to your room and then, you know, it's some dumb stuff that happens, you know, it's usually like, you know, some, some super bro moment with the, with the dudes or, or super like awkward, uh, uh, I guess somewhat, I don't know I was going to say like lovey dovey, but it's not really that either. Like sometimes it's like, Oh, somebody hits somebody's forehead. But then there's like times where it's like, Oh, I touched her hair and it was like a soft, it's a kitten or something like that. So it's like this very, um, very cheesy dialogue I would say um it's it's I don't know if I like the dialogue most of the time uh there's some characters that are really good though like like Agnum is this like super hot headed guy and like Yuma the main character I'm gonna roll back to Yuma real quick actually Yuma the main character is like very conservative in terms of like he's he's very shy he he's always just like oh I don't know if I can do this oh I have I have I can't I don't know anything. I'm not good at anything kind of thing. He's kind of a Debbie Downer as a character. And uh, and so, you know, having Agnum come in and be like, we're going to get you pumped, dude, and you're going to be excited. We're going to play card games. To teach you how to pick up the ladies i think Agnum is is really doing a lot of heavy lifting in terms of keeping the positivity up with Yuma. um and then there's this other dude who's more of like a mysterious swordsman kind of guy and i like those interactions a lot because it does feel a lot more closer to um where, where, where with agnam it's like this very like bro we're gonna we're gonna be cool bros together kind of thing uh with this other dude i can't remember his name i just picked this game back up so sorry um but and he's only like in the extra content for the uh the re-release um he is a lot more of like a weird i guess in some ways kind of dating relationship kind of thing it's not really a romance that's going on but there is kind of like these these scenes that i feel like you would kind of see And and some kind of more romantic things, but like between two guys. So like sometimes it's like a silly scene about like you would not be able to open something and then the dude like opens it up for him. And it's just like this this whole dialogue. He's like, oh, you're really strong and stuff like that. Um, It's it's kind of interesting with that. So it's a lot of that stuff. For like an hour and a half. <laughs> and then and then you go back out. You fight for 20 minutes. And you come back. And it's a lot of that stuff again. It's not necessarily bad. Um, I do think I lose a little bit of my patience. When you don't have a good balance with that stuff though. I, I personally like to be able to get moving on combat. A lot of times. Or like have... I think it really just comes out of a balance like 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 if you're going out for 20 minutes fighting coming back and doing 20 minutes of dating and back and forth and maybe maybe there is a balance you can find with that to be honest um but if you're like coming back to town and you're trying to do everything that's available in town at that time um then then it definitely feels like you're bogging bog being bogged down trying to leave town you're like oh god somebody wants to date me and then that means i have to go to bed and that means i'm gonna wake up the next day and there's like a chance there'll be like five new dialogue boxes that have popped up within the last (laughs) within the last day. Um, so, so there's definitely that kind of, that kind of struggle with that game, but I don't think it's bad. I think it's just a a imbalance in a lot of ways. I hope that made sense. I feel like I just kind of went on about, uh, cheesy dialogue in that game. So, but I'm enjoying it. I, I'm, 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 I would say it's not my favorite game. Um, but I think it's, it's very, very, you know, possible that I will, I'll try to like brute force it in the month of July and just get it done um so yeah looking forward to that anyways that's it for this week but closer to like a 20 minute episode again this week no more more 40 minute episodes (laughs) I mean really we just didn't have any news to talk about but I'm glad I was able to fill the podcast time with something I have personally done rather than me just being like I don't know Scarlet Nexus looks cool I guess do you like anime it looks cool (laughs) Um, so, so I was happy about that. Um, I already talked a bit about the PCFX podcast, but, but like I said, it's coming on July 14th. Um, I, I will <laughs> give a little bit of warning. I did kind of accidentally lean the podcast in a very Hunex focused direction. Um, so expect a lot of Hunex in that podcast. Uh, there's, I think there's a reason why, and I thought a lot about why I kind of ended up that way. It was not intentional. Um, but I think, it, it, I think Hunex in a lot of ways it's, it's in some ways like an epitome of what I think is interesting about the PCFX, and that's probably why I also like QNX. So, you know, maybe maybe I could have added more RPGs in the podcast, and we did talk about some RPGs and stuff in that podcast um, as well, but it's it's you, it's you more like in a hindsight conversation. So anyways, I won't be too hard about, on me about that podcast. I'll let that come out and let you guys decide um, um, if it was a, a good podcast or not. I, I feel really good about it overall, though, so I'm at least I'm pretty happy with it. Um, and, I, and I feel like um, uh, the, the guy I'm working on it with too uh, seems seems to enjoy it too. So I'm hopeful that, that we will <laughs> – I'm hopeful that it's something that, that people will like. Um, in terms of stream, uh, we went ahead and finished up The Girl and the Robot. I didn't really talk about this, so I guess let's talk about this um, at this point. I know this is kind of the, the podcast wrap-up time, but this we're off the rails here. This is actually the first point I had, but then I got on that whole Microsoft talk in Halo 3. Uh, but yeah, I went ahead and finished up the girl, and the robot on stream last week and, and that gets pretty fun. I, I don't remember if I ever talked about it on the podcast before it was originally a Wii U game that I was looking forward to. And I had thought that the Wii U version was canceled, but I believe it's actually came out um I, I did not pick it up on wii u i got the physical copy on ps4 um unfortunately i did not realize i got the deluxe copy and while you're more like oh well cool you got the the deluxe uh, edition so that's good uh no i only got the deluxe edition game disc and then there's a slot behind like one of the safety cards in the the thing that has another disc slot and i do not have that disc so i have an incomplete copy of the game um but you know it's fine i i, I could play the game and that was uh that was what matters um so, I, I enjoyed that game. It was, it was only about three hours long, and technically it was only Act One. Apparently, there was supposed to be an Act Two. I, I Looking at the website, I don't get the impression that Act Two's coming. I'm not saying it's never going to, but it seems very unlikely. Uh, they made a Girl in the Robot card game for some reason, which is strange considering this is like a action rpg puzzler kind of thing Uh, you play as this girl and you play as this robot and you kind of switch between them and the girl is able to do platforming puzzles uh and the robot is able to do combat kind of puzzles and he has the ability to like shoot arrows so he can like hit targets and things like that and so the whole game is about you know using these two characters in tandem to solve puzzles uh you know get through combat encounters although the girl is very much just a liability in combat she really can't do anything on her own other than heal the robot so she she can heal the robot if the robot's taking any damage um but it's not like you know resident evil or something like that where like a character or resident evil zero specifically where a character can like get attacked while the while the other character's like hanging around or at least like not knowingly, like obviously, if you leave the girl in a room full of evil robots, then she's gonna get caught. But if you just like kind of leave her tucked in a corner somewhere, uh, most of the time the character, the, the only something specifically triggering a, a, a robot to spawn will actually, you know, spawn them. So, so it's not like something where you have to sit there and worry about. Or is there a robot on, on patrol in the room that the girl's hiding or something like that? Um, and, and it's it's pretty simple overall. I didn't have too much trouble. There's a couple of puzzles that trip me up at some point. Uh, there's a lot of like maze stuff in the back half of the game that I think is a little, um, I wouldn't say it's bad, but it does feel like it's just kind of trying to pad it out of just like, hey, figure out how to get through this place without any real... You know, um novelty to it. the The one thing I guess you could say is that sometimes there'll be like a a overhead area that one of the characters can stand. so you can kind of use the other character to get like a different view of the maze and kind of figure out where they should be going. Um I didn't really find too much use in that to be honest. Uh, but but I think it is an option in some of the, the some of the areas. Uh, it's also a very weirdly cumbersome game. Uh, the robot itself I think was kind of the basis for the controls for the game. So it's kind of this weird uh, tank control kind of style where you like hold a button down to run forward and things like that. It feels very shin ish in some ways. So it's like you you are like on your left stick you're like moving in four directions but you're not like turning or anything. Then you use the right stick to to turn um kind of thing. It feels very first person shooter-ish, but in like a third person way, or from a third person perspective. Uh, and then if you press the square button you'll run forward. And 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 if you just don't do that, then you have to either do a quick turnaround by pressing back and square or or you can kind of like walk around very slowly. Uh, and those apl- those moves are applied to the girl as well. So she basically she basically controls like the robot. um So it's kind of interesting in that way. It, like totally and story wise like i like the the look of the game and the general like uh, atmosphere of it um i don't know how to explain it 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 kind of reminds me of like a a like a mexican village in the sky or something like that i don't know if that's the right thing or spanish village sorry i basically don't know anything about anything below the, <laughs> below the united states i'm a dumb man from the usa but um, <laughs> but like it, it gave me that general like uh, you know kind of south america up to mexico kind of vibe kind of thing um and and kind of like in this i think it's a floating area yeah it's, it's like a floating castle kind of thing i guess you kind of say it's kind of like that one floating castle ghibli movie or something like that ghibli is i how you pronounce it who can say a lot of people i'm sure um, so yeah cool game i i didn't love it but i, I had a good time with it very chunky as well like when you attack enemies it's like this very slow and brooding process it is very much like a game about spacing is when it comes to combat and just making sure you know enemies aren't getting too close to you and and giving yourself the time to swing swing the weapon and things like that Uh, But now that we finished The Girl and the Robot, uh, and there's also a Castlevania Judgment stream I did, not particularly great. I would not really encourage you to go look at that unless you just want to see me playing some Castlevania Judgment, which, hey, cool, I guess. (laughs) I kind of like 30 minutes into Castlevania Judgment, I was like, "Mm, maybe I don't want to do this. (laughs) Um, So the, the next game that's coming up for the stream is Quest 64. Um, so if you are interested in, in Nintendo 64 RPGs, we'll be checking that out. Uh, the, the general narrative I've heard over the years is that this is not a great game, that it was rushed for release. Um, so I'm curious to see what the game is like. Uh, I, I played it briefly as a kid, but it was at, from a time in my life that I was very much not able to really understand jrpgs and at any level uh, it wasn't until like maybe seven years later that i kind of started figuring out how to commit to a jrpg jrpg and how to get through it and the impression i also get is that it's not very story heavy either which is probably pretty good for the stream as well so that'll be happening on thursday at seven o'clock pacific time 7 p.m pacific time um, like i said the pcfx podcast will be going up july 14th most likely if there's any updates or changes i will let you know and then after that, um, I have a, a handful of things that I kind of need to do. Uh, there's there's one particular thing that came up particularly related to the Chibi-Robo stuff. I think there's been, over the year, there's been some updates about Chibi-Robo and I think it's about time I, I provide some kind of update video uh, for, for what's going on with that. So I think that won't be a hard project. I don't really know if that's gonna be released on a typical timeline. I think it depends on kind of how how long it takes and how much effort it takes. I'm hoping it won't be a long video or anything like that. So So we'll see. Uh, But other than that, thanks for coming. Wonkshowport.com is the website. um, And I hope you have a great week. Bye.